host, John Worley, and in this episode, I talk to Diana Urbina. She is a local artist specializing in photography from Fort Worth, and she gives us some insight into what goes into her photography and into her processes. Uh, some things to get out of the way at the top of the show, though. We talk for a while, and then we end, and just because I can't stop talking, I end up getting into some more things, and I turn the mic back on, and we sort of recorded another bonus episode. So, as we say goodbye the first time, don't turn off the podcast. It keeps going, and I'll make it not weird. It'll transition nicely, I promise. Um, Some other things is we give some plugs for three shows that have already passed because I had not gotten to edit the episode in time. Um... So those shows have gone. They're, they're done. Don't, don't worry about them. Um, the 100 for 100 show that we were both in was fantastic, and so was the Riley Holloway show at Fort Works Art, which she had work at. I didn't. Um, if you haven't gone to see that yet, it's still up, and you can go see that. Uh, it is, again, Fort Works Art uh, Gallery. Um, the other show that she was in uh, was in the north campus of TCC. Okay, so also before we start, we have a show coming up. Uh, uh, Jay Wilkinson, Monica Wright, um, Ethan Bowen, Hannah Taylor, and Jenna Reel, and myself. Uh, this will be at Winehouse on the 7th, which is a Saturday. Uh, for more details, go to our Facebook pages, go to Art Hunger, um, art-hunger.com, uh, and you can get that on Facebook as well. All right, so here is the episode with Diana Urbina. What he does, he likes it a lot. How so. long has he been there? Um, two years? Uh-huh. Dang, it's been two years. Yeah. It's crazy. I haven't seen him in two years. Yeah. Um, yeah, he went there about the same time I started teaching, I think. Makes sense. 2016. All right, sorry. It's, it sounds dumb. Why? I'm thinking out loud. It's okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, it's... Pretty chill. We're just gonna talk, and uh, I'm already recording. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Just because uh, last time Jay started and was like, "So what do you want to talk about?" And then we just jumped into a bunch of stuff. But yeah. Cool. But yeah, pretty relaxed. I mean, pretty conversational, which should be easy. Uh-huh. Keep it less than an hour this time because we went way over <laughs> on the first. Yeah. One. But I enjoyed it. It was good. Good. I'm glad you listened. Mm-hmm. Trying to get it off the ground. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Build it. Build the audience. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know much about you. I haven't known you for a little while, but mm-hmm. I don't know any of your like real backstory. Where are you from? You from DFW? I'm from Fort Worth. Yeah. Okay. I was born and raised here. Cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little awkward on um, recordings. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, just ignore it. You're talking to me. And okay. That usually helps. Okay. Uh, did you go to school? You're in school still, right? Yeah, but I'm always in school. Like, I'm, I'm just taking whatever classes I want to take. I'm not really... I don't think I'm looking for a degree. Sure. Yeah. It wasn't a path that you saw. It was like, I need to be on that path. I thought about it, and I just also thought about the debt and how I don't want to be in that. Yep. And how I just, I want to take a painting class. I want to take a ceramics class. I don't want to write papers. And yeah. I like art history, but I'm not looking to spend a lot of time on things like that. I'd rather make art. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's totally valid. I mean, I, I don't think anybody needs to go to school at all. I just mm -hmm. think it is an environment that can offer sort of, it's like a, a, a crucible like mm -hmm. you're around other artists they could push you yeah and then you have the opportunity to learn but yeah I, I think the roads are so windy and broad nowadays like it's just however you get there it's fine yeah um what is the ultimate goal you're just sort of i don't have one no, no <laughs> i never do <laughs> uh i'm just kind of going with things as they happen yeah, I, I don't really. I'm not looking for anything, honestly. Yeah. yeah. No gallery shows. No. I mean, residences. I'll I will do shows. You know, as they come, I'm always working. I'm always making art, and I will participate in shows. Yeah. Um, I would like to do some residencies. I almost did one this summer um, in Germany for. Um, do you know Josh Good at South Campus? No. He, he's like a liaison um, for this residency program in Germany. And I was going to go this summer, but a lot of stuff happened. So, sure. you know, yeah. not to go. For photography? Uh, for printmaking. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah what, what is all your skill set? I know. Should I? Yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> I'm uh, a black and white. I started with black and white photography um, at the Northeast campus, and I took all of their classes. Who were your... Um, Richard Doherty, Patricia Richards, um, <coughs> Cludie. I think those are the main three people that I've known from. I think I know Patricia. Or I mean, know of her. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so a film or digital? Or film, both? From film to digital. Now I'm only digital. Okay. But I'm trying to get back to film. I just got a new uh, Yashica medium format camera. Nice. So. That's cool. So my goal is to work in the dark room this summer. Yeah. Have you had much experience in that already? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I mean, I did like photo one yeah. to sure. large format. So, yeah. Large format. Yeah. Well, how big are you talking about? Like uh, Four by five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Inches? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like Sorry. little square format. That's it. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm not a photographer. I definitely see it personally for me as a tool like yeah. it I mean that's kind of why I wanted to ask you is every photographer is different I think you know some see it as a tool but I feel like they have it in their head a clear picture of how to use it for an artistic purpose mm -hmm. where I feel like I can compose an image okay but sometimes it feels overwhelming to like be outside 
and what captures my interest in my eyes isn't necessarily interesting in the viewfinder. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. What is your take on that? Like, how do you how do you know what is like? Do you have something that you're going out and trying to find, or Mm-mm. never, no, never? No. I mean, I get uh, if I'm working in the studio, like doing portraits, that's easier because sure. I can control it. But I mostly just will take my camera out and wherever I am, I'll find something to photograph. But I'm never trying to capture anything. I think when I first started photographing, it worked like that, and it didn't. It didn't work for me because I never liked any of my images. Yeah, me too. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I like your work because it, to me, it doesn't look like you tried at all, mm-hmm. which I guess is the best compliment. Yeah. But well, people are like, what? Oh. What series are you working on? And I'm like, I'm not. I don't work in <laughs> series. Like, I just shoot, you know? The, how did the the pool float debris oh, come no. about? Um, a girlfriend of mine, uh, she and I just go to Possum Kingdom during the summer, and we just swim and drink and take yeah. pictures, and that's kind of just what happened. So uh, we were swimming, and uh, this is like a a gated communities like public pool right mm-hmm. it's the summer nobody's there oh, yeah. uh, so we have the pool all to ourselves and there it, it's an infinity pool so like underneath there's another pool okay. and since nobody swims there it's always dirty as hell mm. and there's so much wildlife out there like field mice like you know there's always tons of like grasshoppers and stuff so sure. nobody had cleaned the pool and there was just a shitload of, I'm sorry a lot of uh, grasshoppers you know just dead floating around yeah. in there yeah but then, I mean, it struck you enough to want to take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't remember why. I just, I just grabbed my camera and just went down and started shooting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess when I, I mean, when I make a painting, I typically know why. I may not know how it's going to be composed at the, that second, but there's some clear image in my head that I'm like, okay, the best way to communicate what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking is going to be these images and how they're associated with one another. And then I try to find images that best suit. And if I can't find them, then I make them or however I get there. But there's, I don't know, there's like this concrete thing that I'm trying to say. And I think one of the last paintings I started, it was purely just to explore things I've seen other artists do and sort of already fit my style, but it was one of the only ones that I never really had like a clear political or emotional concept behind. It was all like, I like the way these things look. I want to try and implement those same looking things. And that that was probably the freest I've ever been in a painting, which isn't all that free because I had these very clear things that I wanted. Um, And it sounds like for you, it's not that it's very spontaneous Mm -hmm. which i suppose again is why i I like what you do it is free um sorry i just kind of rambled on for a while yeah (laughs) um i mean like i wish i could work that way you know where you have a clear concise idea and then you follow through and uh you know you get your finished product like um I don't know. I'm <clears throat> I want to try my hand at painting, but I also don't know if I can 
focus enough to finish a painting, mm. you know? That's true. Yeah. But... It is a task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess that's one of the criticisms that photo- photography gets. It's like, oh, you just click a button. And yeah. You've, you've captured it. But mm-hmm. I think, I guess there's a little truth to that is that it's it's easy to click the button but it's so hard to compose that it's not it's more it's why it's lasted so long you know what I mean and I guess why film has come back too is like it's mm-hmm. it's even harder to make that film product rather than the digital because it's so mm-hmm. easy now but it slows you down too like with film you're paying for it you know like your True. materials are way more expensive so you have to compose your image Make sure um, it, your exposure is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you get into the dark room, you're going to develop that film and you have to make sure that that is spun on the wheel, correct, reel correctly so that you don't mess that up in the development process. Like, there's more to lose with film. Totally. That's why I, <laughs> I hated it <laughs> yeah. when I had yeah. to take it in college. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to what you said about not having a series and and sort of being spontaneous but real quick i mean how important is the technical side of things like are you stickler scientist or are you a little bit more free experimental oh, i'm definitely experimental <clears throat> i'm not very uh, uh what do you say technical i just I don't know. I don't even think about it anymore. I shoot in manual, and then I just, like, meter and just shoot, you know, like, just depend. I shoot in a lot of, like, low-light situations. Mm -hmm. So usually I'm, like, like at 1.4, whatever. I don't don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even – I don't really think about it. I'm just, like, trying to get the shot, like, as quickly as possible. Because I don't really shoot things that – like I just shoot on the fly whatever if I see something that's interesting you know sure but I mean you're thinking about it a little bit I mean yeah. you're not going to take 100 speed film if you're going to go out shooting nighttime scenes no of course not no and like I've mainly been shooting digital so right yeah, it's I can so push adaptive it. yeah. yeah totally yeah it makes it so easy I grabbed mm-hmm. um, I just picked up well not just picked up but I bought a um, Canon Mark II uh, last year and uh, yeah, I love that thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so fun. I again, I coming from seeing it as a tool. Now I've got this really nice tool, and I can experiment a lot more. And uh, I mean, on my side of things, when I'm messing with the images on the computer, that's where I feel more inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like trying to just run these through as many just weird processes as possible and glitch things out and just tear the photo to pieces and yeah I think that's just for me that's like the next frontier of where art can go Mm -hmm. and I but it's also funny that everything's going back to film in a way like vinyl is super popular with music it's I don't know people are trying to well it may be a response to the de-skilling of artists yeah with everyone's a photographer now true you know it's on your phone it's Mm -hmm. on everything Mm -hmm. which which is good and bad, yeah. because it's more accessible now, you know. And for, a, I mean, a medium that is essentially designed to capture moments in time and be one with culture, I mean, it's kind of at home now. It's like, mm-hmm. it's right there in your pocket. You can pe- capture every moment that 
theoretically happens, which is exciting again for me because it's like I want, I want body cameras on people. I want like shared experiences. Get to the point where like I can download somebody's skydive trip, and like experience the whole thing without ever like leaving my whole mm-hmm. den. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, you don't have. I mean, forget series, mm-hmm. but what about? Are there like emotional or just visual cues that you pick up on that you gravitate toward? I'm going to say yes. I don't know how to answer this question. But yeah, I think I'm more of an emotional like photographer. I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm going to say also that sometimes I feel anxious about picking up my camera. <clears throat> Like, there's a little bit of pressure there, mm-hmm. like, having to shoot, you know, like, so, yes and no, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know when I shoot, I just kind of do. What, what do you, do you want the viewer to feel something specific, <clears throat> or is it, like... No, I don't, I don't really shoot for a viewer, I... You know, like, that. do you make art for a viewer, would you say? Um, like, do you think about what someone's going to see when they look at your painting? Yeah, I you mean, do? I think, well, because I'll typically be making a piece about, like, uh, violence in media or, or overconsumption of media. And mm-hmm. the point will be there, but it will be totally buried in so many other avenues of, like, I pulled something from a Wikipedia article about Mars and mm-hmm. then relate that to uh, a maturing point of Earth and, like, its third epoch. Like, you know, like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff I have no business talking about. But it's <laughs> like, I read a few articles and then find some images that correspond and then it, it, it adds to, like, the, I don't know, the power, I guess. But, mm-hmm. yeah, to answer your question, yes and no, because I don't care, ultimately, yeah. what the viewer thinks. <clears throat> right, right, and, right. And for me, it is, it is really nice when an, a person can look at it and get very close to what I was wanting to talk about and mm-hmm. paint. But no, it's not. It's not important. Yeah, I would say. I just go through and like if I shoot one weekend and I find some images that I like, I'll just print them. Yeah. And I always have things printed. You know, but like, the... I love that. Like I actually really like printing. Um, my digital stuff hmm. that's a lot of fun you get to hang out with people in the lab and they're all there to help you mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah <laughs> I enjoy that <laughs> but that's I mean that's the advantage of the digital coming out again I mean you don't yeah. necessarily have that with or you make darkroom buddies too right that's always I've made so many friends at the TCC um, in the TCC photo department yeah yeah uh, any Local artists that we would know too, like oh, that from that scene. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know Paul Light. No. He's a great photographer. Um, Mark Penland. They I actually, know Mark. Yeah, yeah, they had a show at the Grackle on Saturday. I know. I couldn't make it. I had uh, that toy show in Bedford. Mm-hmm. I was gonna go, but yeah, I was already it's too many, too many shows. Yeah. Yeah. And then next Saturday, we've got the 100 for 100. 100 for 100. Yeah. Drop that. I need to crank out this episode so we get the nice plug. 
Yeah. Um, anyone else? Uh, let's see. There's uh, Ting Wong. She's also a photographer. Oh, yeah, I love Ting. Uh, what else was there? Uh, my buddy, Jean-Luc Vila, who's also showing at 100. Full 100. Barry Anderson. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the listeners can... Yeah, and Barry's also showing at 100 for 100, too. Barry Anderson. Yeah. Um, real quick, where can we find your work? Um, I'm on Instagram. That's about it. The Facebook. Nuisance, right? Yeah, I'm the nuisance on Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I, again, I mean, I really like your work. I, it's hard because I try to like show people, like, yeah, I'm going to interview Diana mm-hmm. next week. And they're like, where, what's her stuff look like? And so I'm like, going through your Facebook, like, well, that's... I mean, that's not her work work, but it, I mean, it's still a good photo, and then it's like, but it's nice, you find that you still have an eye, even if it's a super candid moment, mm-hmm. like, which is nice. Um, <coughs> so I wanted to get to, um, well, back, I guess, to that similar conversation of, you, you don't have something specific for people to really get but I don't know what I feel is a little bit sadness melancholy mm-hmm. I, I would say but a little bit fun too like mm-hmm. it's not all super serious I think I I just remember like we had that big fog roll in and you had uh is it Jeremy stand in the middle of the street oh that's Paul Paul yeah okay mm-hmm. and uh it looked very similar <clears throat> um to me anyway uh, I don't know it was like both a it was like full of bravado but it was like kind of manufactured a little bit yeah but it was it was like a little sad kind of eerie I don't know but I guess that's one of those moments right yeah it's just a moment captured we we went and grabbed coffee at Avoca that morning and then we both live in Fairmount and we were walking back to our, our houses and he just I just had him stand for a photo and I actually took that on my cell phone nice. yeah that's I didn't have a camera so I was like okay cell phone photo then I'm always amazed at how well the cell phone cameras and mine's always turn out terrible like yeah. they're just Dude, I don't know smudgy you can print pretty much anything even cell phone photos can be blown up it's yeah. like that's what you can do with them nowadays okay get into the technical side of that like okay what, is, what does somebody need to know when they're taking their cell phone photo to print and make it look good um i i don't know just shoot uh then work in photoshop you can turn it into a tiff file tiff is what you work in um i mean like raw yeah 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 yeah. but but even nowadays like jpeg files can withstand a lot of stuff you know yeah and then so don't ever be afraid to print iPhone photos. I mean, people have like pictures in their homes that they've taken, like family portraits that they've taken with yeah. like iPhones. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's a strange time we're living in. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what's really cool? Um, you can make negatives out of your digital photos too. I did some prints like that a couple of weeks ago. Just like invert them, print them yeah, on invert- acetate? Uh, I printed mine on Pictorico paper. Pictorico. It's like a clear, uh, like vellum. Type paper, yeah, and then you just do make a contact a contact print and then print it in the dark room. Huh. that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know why they're 
Easy as hell. Yeah, that. it's really cool. Does it? Do you find that it adds anything? Like, does it add? Nah, not really. <laughs> you can just you have your digital images um, as a negative. Cool. That's it. Yeah, that's kind of neat though. But I mean, like, I think the thing for me is the paper. You know, you right. can hit print on fiber paper. Um, a lot of kids at school are doing cyanotypes. Mm. I haven't done any yet, but I would love to. Yeah, we just got a bunch in at um at ASOL. Yeah. Uh, and I had a teacher. And everyone's gonna hate that I can't remember her name right now, but um, Carol, damn it. Um, I'll figure it out. I'll add it <laughs> in the post. Um, but yeah, she would do cyanotype, and uh, I have another friend out in Dallas. Uh, <clears throat> he's messing with it, putting it on his like experimental drawings. Yeah, and, um, isn't it so cool how it's you can neat stuff? Yeah, as long as I think, as long as the paper is cold press, I believe oh. that you can do cyanotypes. Hmm. Why wouldn't hot press work? I don't know. That's just what I've heard. Oh, okay. I haven't done them yet, but... Maybe the surface area. Maybe it's a closed... Um, I, don't I don't know. We'll have to Google it. Yeah, Google that, everybody. Yeah. Um, well, cool. So, doing the 100 for 100. Uh, do you collaborate with uh, Ting at all? I mean, I know you have the people that you shoot, mm -hmm. your portrait people... But is there anybody that you're, like, who's the crew? I don't know. Crew. <laughs> I don't really have a crew. Or are you solo? Um, yeah, uh, like, okay, what do you mean by collaborate? Let's. Uh, like, go out and shoot with or oh. inspired by. Like, okay, I haven't really gone out and shot with anyone in a long time. Um, inspired by, there's a lot of people I'm inspired by. Rambo's great. Um, all my painting friends, like, they're very inspiring. Mm -hmm. Do you see what Rambo's doing and think that's something you want to gravitate toward? Like, being as, I don't know, she's, at least in my perspective, like, she's huge. Oh, yeah, she's big. I don't know. I don't think so. I honestly like. I'm kind of in my own world, and I really like that. Yeah. I'm not a big social person. I mean, I have like, you know, people, other artists that I, I that I see, but I don't know. I don't. I I'm not good with big crowds, or okay. I'm not big on like social media. I don't <laughs> think I could do that. You know. It's fair. Yeah, but she's great at it. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I haven't seen uh, another photographer, especially in this area, like go after it oh, yeah. that hard. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, it's she's to, a brave woman. She's great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope to meet her and interview her one day. You but, should. Yeah, um, and just to go down the other list of like people that I want to talk to, it's, but photography. I think mean, Raul's super great. I like his. You stuff should a lot. interview Dying Photo Club. Oh, I know. They have I a should. little collective. Yeah, I do. I know they they <clears throat> got that together. I need to bring them all on. Yeah. The problem right now is like finding a, <laughs> a good a spot sphinx, to yeah. mic everyone up. Mm -hmm. I bought this little guy, and uh, it's been doing pretty well. But uh, especially here at this place, if you heard children running on the ground and trains going by, that's because we're next to train tracks. It adds and, to the ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but what do you think of the, the scene in general, though? Um, 
I mean, I feel like we're in the the whole Magnolia scene, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Which I like it. I like (laughs) it. I think people are really supportive of each other. Um, I mean, there's a real sense of community that goes alongside with, like, the music scene as well. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of love here, and a lot of amazing things are happening. I mean, like, Gallery Night was great this year. There were so many great shows, and there's so many new artists that are just coming out, you know, that we'd never heard from before. Yeah. This was probably the strongest Gallery Night that I've been to. Um, usually, I, I can go to a community arts center, see the usual mm-hmm. type of stuff, which is very hit and miss. Yeah. Like it was, like it was this last one. But I feel like there were some really standout new people I hadn't seen before mm-hmm. put in work. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that new gallery, Fort Works Art, mm-hmm. uh, that Lauren Childs uh, and JW, I think is his name, mm-hmm. her other partner in it. Yeah. Um, that was probably the strongest show I've seen since the last Bobby on Drum show, mm-hmm. um, which I, I guess I talked about last time with Jay. But yeah, I think it's super inspiring that people are trying new mediums. They're pushing concept a lot, technical ability a lot, and uh, that people are willing to put them up on the walls. Like, it hasn't been that way. Dude, it's been so inclusive. Like, gallery night. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, it's all these older artists that are showing, and none of the new people get any love, you know? I know. It, yeah. It, and I don't know if it's... So, I always go back and forth. It's not necessarily the the people who own the galleries. I mean, it is to an extent, to be sure, but um, I feel like it's the patrons. Mm-hmm. And... Gallery night for sure they show up and this last one was probably real evidence for that but mm-hmm. when it's just a regular month gallery show it's not a tenth of the population coming out like it does for gallery night which mm-hmm. I mean I guess it's growing um, and, it, and it has to be a nurtured thing but still it's I mean it's on the it's on the people to ultimately come out and see it and buy the work and appreciate mm-hmm. the work but I don't know. For, I, I am happy that it it is getting stronger, and the the scene is is expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, did you uh, apply for any of the like public works uh, opportunities? No, mm-hmm. I didn't. Jeremy sent me something, but I was out of town and I never got to it. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it's you've got to be in the right moment at the right time to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Included in all that stuff, but yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, what else is going on? <laughs> um, I am showing some work on Friday. Uh, is that Friday? Yeah, at uh, Fort Works. There's a show op- opening for Riley. Yeah, Riley Holloway. Holloway. Yeah. So I think all his work will be on the first floor, and then they're gonna have a group show like upstairs. Who's all in the other group show? That's going to be Rambo, Raul, um, I think Jeremy Biggers is showing. Oh, yeah. So there's some Dallas people coming in for that. Um, Donnie is 
Do, do you know Don? Yeah, Willard 420. Dude, yeah, he's yeah. a boss, Dude, man. Yeah. He does not quit. No, he doesn't. Like, do you check his Instagram feed? All the time. Yeah. He, like, hits... He, like, develops in his apartment, you That's know? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he... Usually, I, I kind of get annoyed with the spam mm-hmm. of, like, people hitting it, like, eight times that day. Yeah. But it's like, that's cool. Nah, that's cool. He's good. Yeah, nah, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great. I, I think that's just another another evidence of um, just the power of photography and the people getting out there and doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just more aware of it now, but I don't remember people going this hard with photography and... And art in general, and mm-hmm. really pushing. I guess Instagram has only been around for a minute, but yeah, I think with Instagram we can kind of keep up with what other people are doing. You know, yeah, Some people hate it, but I I like it. Like, I love it. I, I think it's probably the best way to. I mean, if you're if you hate social media, which for me my art is about media, mm-hmm. and I'm like not involved with like talking or chatting or being on message boards or leaving comments but like instagram is one of those things it's it's easy it's easy yeah like one picture the picture speaks for itself right so yeah Yeah. that's why i like it too tag it a little bit yeah (laughs) send it on its way yeah people find it yeah um how are you with film do you I mean like film as in moving pictures oh i haven't done anything like that in a long time that's something you're uh, maybe later. I when I was younger, I I would do a little bit of film, just like short snippets of collected uh, memories or something that I would just put together. But, Interesting. Yeah, but I haven't visited it in a long time. I think when I was eighteen, maybe that's hmm. when it started. Like VCR, like v- VHS. No, no, what was I shooting with? A Sony Cybershot, and then I would use iMovie to edit. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So far, not that far back. Not that far. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably way older than you. <laughs> no, we're probably. <laughs> uh. I mean, I man, in high school we were messing around. My dad had like a little DV tape, eight millimeter, mm-hmm. not eight millimeter. What are they called? Um. It was like the tiny cassette. It looks like what you would play in your Walkman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had one of those, and one of my first summer gigs was helping. A, uh, a guy he, he had a, a company that would go shoot Little League games and he had really sophisticated DV tape cameras but we'd go shoot these Little League games go back to his studio and we'd like cut them up and do like interviews with the little kids and they're like I mean, tiny kids um, but that was my first taste of like editing and like timing things and I found I was like super like naturally get good at it like yeah. I mean I'm not like a filmmaker by any means, but I mean, knowing when to slow down the tape and time it with the music and get those action shots and yeah, it kind of makes makes sense to me a little bit. Well, I'll have to come to you for my editing needs. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my friend, oh, I have, I have a friend uh, who's a painter, his name's Charles Gray, and he gave me uh, an assignment. Um, he, uh, he works up at the the studio at uh, South Campus. So I'm taking a drawing class up there and he just goes in there and he works. Mm. Um, and he, we were talking and there's a couple of chicks in there and they're from Mexico and they're dreamers. You know what a dreamer is? Mm-mm. Like, so they are undocumented, but under the Dream Act, they can go to school here. Oh, okay. So 
um, I was talking to him about them, and I was like, you know, I really want to interview those girls. Like, I want to know their stories. Like, my parents are immigrants. I mean, I'm I'm a citizen, so I kind of have that privilege, you know, where I don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, my parents struggled, and they struggle, and I kind of want to hear their stories. You know, sure. he's like, so he wrote down this date, and he's like, okay, so by m- May 12th, you have to have, you know, these in- the interviews of, you know, like maybe like six people and I was like all right I was like I'll, I'll take it so I might do some some videos you should yeah have you started no <laughs> <laughs> he's like dude just take your camera up to school and just interview them there and yeah I'm like, yeah okay just do this yeah like what we're doing right now yeah 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 it's super easy yeah um not that it, it is it is difficult but I mean it, it's just it's getting to know people I mean that's what photography does I mean but now you have the capabilities of buying a mic for $60, setting up a free audio capture program on your laptop, mm-hmm. taking some fa- taking some photos, shooting some video, and whack it up in iMovie or yeah. Premiere, whatever. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, that is hours and hours of work, but it's, it's cheap, it's affordable, yeah. and worthwhile. I yeah. think that's what will propel people uh, and, and let people find you, um, but that's that's interesting. Like, so what is your family's story? Did they f- flee and well, face my parents victory? grew up in um, in Ciudad Juarez, like on the border of Texas, El Paso, mm-hmm. right? Um, and my dad like hopped on a train to come to the U.S. Like he would take English courses in El Paso, and like I don't I don't know exactly what prompted him to come. But he did. And then I think he got kicked out of the country a couple of times. And finally, like, I think he got a job. What uh, what year are you talking about? Um, I'm going to say, like, 70-something. I'm not exactly sure. Hmm. Actually, that's another thing. I want to interview my parents yeah. to get their story, you know. Um, and then my mom came a couple, I don't know how many years later or whatnot. But she came with a coyote. And my sister was, like, one or she was a baby. I don't remember. Um, and my aunt, and they paid some dude to like cross the border and swim across wow. the Rio Grande. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that, so does she? I mean, do you know the whole story? Like, is it something that she shared with you? Um, how did I? I think my mom told me, but I was a lot younger, so you know, I just remember bits and pieces of it. It wasn't like. I mean, it's not like a war story. No, or... no, it was nothing like that. I mean, I think it's just... I think my dad said that he had nothing else to do. You know, yeah. like, there were no jobs. There was, like, they were married, and they were, he was just, like, hanging out, drinking with his buddies and, like, working. He was just like... Like, what are you going to say? Yeah, it's like, I'll just go get a job, like, in, in America, you know? Interesting. Whatever. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm definitely interested to hearing more about that, because, I mean, it's pretty perfect that... You would do that, and I mean, with the climate the way it is now, with yeah. our political climate, um, yeah, I think it'd be very, very moving, powerful, all mm-hmm. that, all that good stuff. Yeah, I think that could be a project that I could delve into. You know, some something that's more structured. Yeah, and a different, a different way for me. You know. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess going back to the very first question, I mean, it's, it, it's mind-boggling how you could go out and not. Well, and just hope that you find something worth uh, taking a photo of, mm-hmm. which... Yeah, I 
honestly, like, I just go out and look for adventure. <laughs> I, like, I have, you know, I have a, a, a close group of small friends, and we just go out and... So you've done, I mean, you've gone to PK, but you've gone, like, on big road trips? I've never done a big road trip, no. I would like to. Might be time. Yeah, I go think to, so. Go to Arizona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to Mexico this summer. There you go. Yeah. All right, I'm going to add to Charles Gray's challenge yeah okay yeah what road trip yeah get that road trip go to mexico (laughs) interview some people shoot if you can track down some of the relatives of the people that are in your class Mm -hmm. that make some sort of like cross connection yeah maybe their their parents or something like their moms exactly yeah do it that would be good i I, I accept the challenge awesome (laughs) (laughs) well um we're reaching the end would you like to uh Put any plugs out there? Let anybody know anything? Uh, plugs, yeah. Okay, well, what's a plug exactly? Oh, so you got the show on Friday. <laughs> yeah, show on Friday at Fort Works Art. <clears throat> 100 for 100. And I think that's... Oh, yeah, I have a show on Wednesday at TCC Northeast Campus. That's right. It's uh, Richard Doherty's final final show I guess like mm. I mean it's not his show but his his students are having a show so it's kind of a retirement party in a sense yeah so that's, that's on Wednesday uh, from 5 to 7 I believe like the 20th yeah 20th okay. Wednesday the 20th yeah wow three mm-hmm. days you've mm-hmm. got three shows yeah I know I'm like stressed as fuck awesome. and I just did my taxes <laughs> today <laughs> you pay or oh um, I paid I paid I paid yeah me too well a little bit yeah. Mine went straight to Zoom loans. Yeah. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> like, oh, no, you don't get that money. No, <laughs> yes, that you were. <laughs> it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, anything after that? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, well, I, there's word of another Bobby on drums show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's going on, I think, uh, more towards the fall. but. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. We're going to do some more on that. Cool. I'm um, going to be in that, too, I guess. Sweet. Yeah, I'll see you there. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Diana. Yeah, thank you. Short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Not like our two-hour <laughs> epic last time. All right, well, uh, let's end. Okay. Later, dudes. Bye. with Diana. Yeah. Hey. Right. So my friend Charles Gray, the painter, uh, went to Cedric Huckabee's show a couple of weeks ago. Where was it? Gallery Urbane, maybe? I don't remember. Okay. Maybe it was there. Uh, but uh, George W. was there. Did you guys uh, know that? Did you know that? W? Yeah. Like the president? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was there. Um, and Charles, I guess, uh, or, or Cedric is like Charles... Charles's mentor, you know, because he's a painter. Charles is a painter. Uh-huh. So uh, Cedric introdu- introduced Charles to, to George W. Mm-hmm. And uh, George W. Told, told Charles that Cedric was his painting teacher. Really? Yeah. Do you know that? Well, do you know um, uh, Woodson? 
No. Uh, he's the he's the painting teacher at um or was he retired but he was the painting teacher at TCU and mm-hmm. he was teaching George Bush really for a while yeah um I don't know if this was after his dog phase or was what. he painting dogs he was painting dogs for I a didn't while. see that well he had that show at SMU do you remember like it was they, like maybe two or three years ago oh yeah yeah no I remember yeah it was like nothing but his paintings that were on display yeah weird ones are like. Vladimir Putin. But in, I don't know, was it? I think there was a bad, I think there was a Putin. But it makes complete sense now. Like, I didn't know he, he was into painting. No? No. George Bush? Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of, well, I, all right. I mean, it's kind of famous now that he's the painting president. Pre- painting president. Yeah. Um, no, I, you know what? I, I, I can be friends with Bush now. Yeah. Like, I think after his his presidency. Because he's an artist bro now? No. Uh, you know what? People give him crap for it, but whatever. Like, I think it's it's better than most things. At least he's not... Uh, he might still be investing in, uh, I don't know, like Halliburton and <laughs> stuff like that. Privatized prisons? Yeah. I think everybody owns a lot of prisons. Uh, he probably does. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll bleep that. Okay. <laughs> um, well, since we've got the bonus going on, uh, talk a little bit about your um, inspirations again, your photography inspirations. Ah, photography inspiration. Your art history. Um, so when I first got into, or when I first started taking black and white courses, I was really into researching, you know, um, early photographers like Stieglitz, Strand, Brisson, the, all those fools. Uh, wait, what were they in that F sixteen F sixteen club? Is that what oh, they're? You're gonna know. Okay. More yeah, I think they were. Then. I think they had like a elect, a collective called F sixteen or something. No, that's something I'm saying. Can we can we delete that? Mm. <laughs> oh yes. Anyways, so um, yeah, so so those guys, uh, Stieglitz, Strand, Brisson, uh, but I love uh, Nan Golden though. She yeah. she's pretty amazing. I think. I was really inspired by her work. I love her work a lot. Yeah. Um, what What about it to you is? I think funny. just the crudeness and the way she captures these moments. Um, I mean, it's very like documentary, like you know, like uh, her following around Cookie and like her husband and all of that stuff. The colors, the emotions. Yeah, you know, I never thought about the color so much as. The power of the what's physically in the image but yeah you're right uh, that deep red and those just mm-hmm. like really kind of just how they're like really blue but they're like a dirty blue mm-hmm. um yeah she's she's got an eye and it, it's so hard to like i mean i taught f- photography like a minute and i had no business doing it but um trying to get the students to understand like when to use color when not to why you would even want to use color versus black and white mm-hmm. um the, that, that power of storytelling and i think i mean it's like well why do you paint well you've got color now it's this whole new thing to mess with yeah um i don't know do you use color in that same way do you or do you even think about it yeah i i mostly use color actually um i do yeah but I don't, I guess I don't think about it too much. I, I couldn't really shoot in black and white. Like, I couldn't capture, 
the emotion that I wanted to for some reason. But like Rambo does a really good job yeah. of doing that. Um, but oh, one thing in, in like Nan Golden's work is like those colors. Like, why are they there? I mean, it might be in post processing, but also it could be in um, the film that she's using because different films sure. have different like bases. Like right. they, you know, some of them are more yellow, some mm-hmm. are more blue. So, totally. Yeah, that's an interesting thing too. Do you think inherently black and white has more gravitas? Like it demands more of a serious subject matter, or uh, is that just what we sort it of do could, with it? I, I don't know. I'm. I think it does somehow. Maybe because of the contrast. Sure. And highlights that might show up more in black and white mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you? Um, when it's when you're on the computer, it's so easy to just fl- flick the sliders back and forth and high contrast, high saturation, and mm-hmm. it, it's sort of a played out thing. Do you? What's your? I'm kind of lazy. Uh, I try to stick with, you know, like well, as close to how the image was shot as possible. I'm, I might do a little bit of like high, you know, emph- emphasizing like highlights and stuff like that, but. I do like a test print and if I like it then I'll you know I'll sharpen it and just do minor details Mm -hmm. um, or address the minor details but I don't do a lot yeah Yeah. I I feel the same way I do about or I guess I feel more anxiety about messing with the photo and thinking about how the viewer will think about it Mm -hmm. like oh they're gonna know that I over process this Mm -hmm. and Met, put like a filter on it mm-hmm. and like judge me for that. So I, I I'm the same. I like like to leave it pretty close um, to the way I shot it, unless it I screwed up and then. But you know what though, you it's your art at the same time. So if you want to add a filter to it, if you want to oversaturate it, then that's what you want to express, and you should own it. Yeah, you're I, right. I think sometimes I you know when I'm working in the lab people are like, "Oh, that looks kind of, you know, looks a little yellow or it's too blue." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I like it." You know, yeah. I, I might change it and I won't be happy. If I change it, I probably won't be happy with it, you know. But at the same time, I do take their advice and I'm like, "Okay, I can I can see that. You know, I just change the sliders. I can see what you're talking about." But But eh. so uh, that kind of touches on why I wanted to start this podcast to begin with like I've never had the same type of environment that I had in college Mm -hmm. uh, since being out of it which is like the critique that was my favorite thing yeah um so I don't know how do you take criticism do you take it okay yeah oh yeah I'm easy (laughs) they people can criticize as much as they want um I'm not like really affected by it I I can accept it you know Sure. Yeah, I'm totally okay with See, it. See, some of it is valid. Some yeah, some of it is valid, true. some of it is not. It's just yeah. one person's opinion. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just coming from that that environment, I appreciate it a lot more. Is being told what is what. Yeah. And even if I don't agree with it. And, you know, what's good is sometimes you're you're in it, you know? Like you're working on this piece and you think it looks great, but somebody comes over... And maybe, maybe it's not a criticism, but maybe it's like an idea that they, they can give you. Yeah. You know, like, oh, what if you did this? Or, you know, something that you possibly couldn't think of yourself, you know? Yeah, I, that I, it's important to realize, like, it's 
it doesn't have to be totally tearing somebody down. It, it can be, I feel this, uh-huh. or it makes me think of this, uh-huh. and here's an inspirational thing yeah. that you might think of. I do, I think that's why I keep going back and taking classes, is because I do miss the critiques. And it, people always say, they're like, hey, you know, like, that you are in school, but the people that you learn the most from are your peers. Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever they're doing, that makes you work even harder. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, that same. I, I think I learned more from uh, one of my best friends, Tate, who's out in California. His ability, his technical ability is off the charts. Like, the dude knows how to draw, knows how to paint, like, no one's business. But I don't know, me and him clicked on a wavelength of just like liking the same movies, books, interests, and in pop culture and just philosophy that it was like, all right, this guy, I'll trust his opinion. And when he says that line looks a little off, or if I did this to change it, like it would be better, I'll believe that. But if it's, and it's funny you said the word, or you said that color yellow, like there was a, a girl, and luckily I never had to experience her, but in critiques with other of my friends, like she just hated yellow just outright as a color and so anytime like I had a friend um, I think it was Destiny maybe Che but she one of them they they used yellow in their painting god forbid and she like tore them an asshole like just like but never offering something of any substance or like reasoning like why to not use yellow yeah well, that tells you a lot about art, too. It's like when people look at a painting, they're like, oh, I don't like that. You know, there's there's too much yellow in that. You know, like, just, it, it, people can find any reason to, like, to not like art, you know? Uh, I agree. And, yeah. And also, like, one thing that I hate hearing in critiques are, like, oh, I could do that. Oh, God. You know? Like, yeah. no. Okay. That is one of my main, like, pet peeves when pe- is when people say that. Like, but you didn't, you know? Yeah, that's such a... It's a it's a cop out critique. I mean, it doesn't. So what? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You you could also be like Rothko and paint a gray canvas, but you didn't. Yeah. And I know that that's also seen as sort of a weak argument. The yeah, but you didn't. He did. That argument is seen as weak sometimes. But I mean, it it kind of comes down to the truth. I always see it as nothing exists in a vacuum, and in a world where with literally infinite possibilities at some point there needed to be a Jackson Pollock Mm -hmm. at some point there needed to be X, Y, whatever that person had to exist to make that art because what else are we going to do? We're going to not drip paint on a canvas and make it all chaotic? Are we not going to I don't know take ping pong balls and shoot out of vaginas and <laughs> or uh, <laughs> put yarn in your vagina and sew out your menstrual cycle yeah. or, or <laughs> whatever that was that was interesting oh. um <laughs> yeah no you're right but i think it's a matter of respect honestly you know like you're an artist i'm an artist you're probably you're probably in this art class because you're also an artist you know like People make art because they feel the need to or, you know, um, or whatever. They, they make art because they want to. But I think you have to respect their work and to maybe, maybe you know, treat that 
Well, respect. just don't drag it through the mud like it doesn't have feelings attached mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. I mean, that that person may have horrible artwork, but I'm not going to go, your stuff is trash. Don't yeah. talk to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it Give respect and you'll get respect, mm-hmm. I, I think is the moral there. But, I agree. Um, I don't, yeah, I just don't get the, the wild narcissism and the like where where is your at least your manners like where did you not pick those up enough to like learn how to talk to another human being especially about something that's super personal like art like, right for sure anyway i think that has more to do with ego than anything else totally or maybe that's the person that they're, that they're trying to create you know they want to bring out emotions in other people or like have control in a way yeah i, yeah. I can see that uh i just wonder how many like make the conscious effort to be an a-hole and that's gonna be me i'm gonna be that b in class that well you know there's like some big artists that are it's true a-holes but it's weird too like they're like they're sort of seen as um oh like she or he is difficult or he's a jerk and or he'll don't talk to him he's sort of out of out of your realm like it, mm-hmm. they're kind of put up on this pedestal like mm-hmm. they could be dicks because mm-hmm. their art's so good but it's i don't know i never i hate that i hate it too luckily we are not in that scene good yeah <laughs> we're, we're not jerks <laughs> on that note <laughs> all right thanks for uh the bonus app the blurb the blurb thanks the, for the story the <laughs> <laughs> right. thanks diane yeah All right, another one in the books. I told you that transition was going to be awesome. Special thanks to Diana Urbina for doing the interview, and always thanks to El Fujo Cosmico, a.k.a. the Duck Man, uh, for hooking us up with some great music. Um, Next interview I haven't set up yet, but there are definitely some people that I'm talking to and wanting to get in here and interview for your pleasure. Thank you again for listening. Uh, Keep it going. Please spread the word about it. If you enjoy it, uh, turn your friends onto it, turn your family onto it, and I'll see you next time. Thanks.